Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensah Wood. For the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. I receive an unction to function this morning. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, that I will speak the right words. Oh my God, thank you Father, thank you Lord. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Take your seats, please. Welcome into God's presence and join me in welcoming our online audience as well as our television audience. And thank God for all that He is doing in our midst and what He's getting ready to do in Uganda and Malawi. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for all your faithful giving and praying into that. You're looking forward to an awesome time. Pastors and leaders are eager in both countries. And there's a lot of excitement. And God will honor the faith of his people in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. In this season, we are studying a most important subject of prayer. And you see, um, prayer is not supposed to be a struggle. Prayer is to be fellowship with God. Prayer is to um, help us in our walk with the Lord and simply communicating with God. And I pray in the name of Jesus that in this season, may you draw closer to the Lord than ever before. May you get to know the Lord more and more. May your relationship with the Lord be richer than ever before. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Uh, if you missed any of the uh, past messages, you can go online and catch up. Let's go a step further this morning. Vital keys to receiving answers to prayer. Mark chapter 10, verse 6. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mark 10, verse 46. Mark 10, 46. It says, Now they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples in a great multitude, blind Matthias, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. That many want him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. He got the attention of Jesus. You will get his attention in Jesus' name. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer. Rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the Road. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Psalm 89, verse 34 says, Thank you, Lord Jesus. Before we even get into this, he says that, My covenant will I not break, nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. My covenant I will not break, nor alter, change the word that has gone out of my lips. So prayer, you see, is not supposed to be a, to be a life of frustration. And sooner or later, you realize that you need to pray. 
And so here, blind Bartimaeus hears that Jesus Christ is on the road. And if you read the account, when Jesus passed by that way, he never came back that way again until he was he he died and he was he resurrected. He never came back, came back that way. So he saw the opportunity. And the greatest need in his life was to have his sight. And so he comes to Jesus and he keeps crying and keeps crying and keeps crying. Everybody's saying that you should keep quiet, keep quiet, keep quiet. That sounds familiar, right? When you start praying, when you are serious for God, you want to go a little bit closer, then every, almost it seems like people around you start discouraging you. Don't call on Jesus. Don't follow Jesus. Uh, what is it about Jesus? What have you seen? What is all this? But not blind Bartimaeus, and not you either. When people try to stop you, shout them more, cry them more, serve God them more. Amen. So he began to cry out, and eventually, Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus stood still. And that is, the, that is one of your goals sometimes in prayer, to get the attention of Jesus, to receive answers to prayer. How do I get his attention? Jesus stood still. And the first question that he asked him, the Bible says that he called the blind man and said, Be of good cheer. The other said, Rise, he's calling you, verse 15. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. See, that's what makes the difference in life. Throwing out his garment, his garment that identified him as a beggar, his garment that identified him as a blind person. What is it, what is it that you are identified with? Sometimes it's a situation in your life, in your family. Sometimes there are long-standing situations that you are identified with. And sometimes they have continued for a very long time. But I can assure you by the word of the living God, as you begin to draw closer to Jesus, those garments will be rolled away. But the first step is to take that step towards Jesus. To cry unto him. So many times we try to handle situations in our own strength and we don't get very far but it's when you make that step toward Jesus that's what makes the difference are you weighed down by sin by an addiction by different things make that step towards Jesus that's where the change starts I did others did and there have been changes in their life and as you take those steps towards Jesus there will be a change in your life in Jesus name now let's go a step further. So he gets into the presence of Jesus. And the first question, that brings us to a vital key in prayer. Verse 51, Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? So the first principle in prayer is be specific. Receiving answers to prayer, be specific. He's in the presence of Jesus. I mean, this is interesting. If someone is blind, can't you see that the person is blind? But he wants to locate him. What do you really want from Jesus? What, do you want, what is the greatest desire on your heart that you want him to do for you? Be specific. This is one area, very important. You see, imagine somebody goes, into a, goes in, with, in, in the morning with a shopping cart into a store. And the store has so many things. And all day long, this person is in the store going around with a cart. And goes in one aisle and goes into another aisle and goes into another aisle. 
And then later on, he comes back. And for six, seven hours, this person is in the aisles, just going and going and going. If somebody's in the church, like, are you, are you okay? <laughs> what are you looking for? <laughs> is, is everything okay? <laughs> so imagine heaven. The Bible talks about the windows of heaven being opened. Heaven is full of all of these goodies that you need down here in the earth. And then you keep praying and going back and forth. And then God is asking, what do you want? <laughs> so the first question he asked him, which is a very important key to receiving answers to prayer, what do you want me to do for you? Be very specific. Be very specific when it comes to prayer. Thank God he knew what he wanted. The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. <laughs> I desperately want to see like everybody else. I desperately want my eyes to be opened. I desperately want my health situation to be turned around. I desperately want to pass this exam. I've, I've done it so many times. I desperately want my business to succeed. I desperately want my child to be saved. I desperately want this friend of mine to come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. I desperately want to, this, uh, to get out of this addiction uh, to be broken. I desperately want this situation to be turned around. I desperately want something to change. Jesus will ask you and he will keep asking what do you want me to do for you? That's the first key. Be specific according to God's promises. Let's look at some scriptures or other scriptures along those lines. John chapter 15. Thank you, Lord Jesus. John 15, verse 7. John 15, 7. He says, If my word, if you abide in me, and my word Abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Now, you have to keep this in context. I mean, verse 8 talks about fruit, and we know there are other fruit in the Christian life, but specifically here, he's talking about prayer fruit. So God wants us to bear prayer fruit. And he is glorified when that happens. And in here he tells you exactly how to have your prayers answered. Answer, answer. He says, if you abide in me, that's the first step. Abide in the Lord. If you are a child of God, you already abide in him and then you maintain fellowship with him. This is a gold mine. <laughs> If you are not a child of God, if you are outside the kingdom of God, you can make a decision to be. Jesus is drawing you to come into, to be a child, to come into the kingdom of God. So he says that if you abide in me and my words abide in you. So here he talks about the words. We'll get to that here shortly. You will ask what you desire. 
So desire also comes first, even before the asking. <laughs> you have to have a strong, intense desire. But it says, it shall be done for you. Notice that in this verse, just one verse, you is mentioned five times. <laughs> Let's count it. If you, that's one, abide in me, and my words abide in you, that's two. You, three, will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. You is the subject. So whether your prayers are answered, heard and answered, a lot depends on you. you, des you des your desire. But you see, but you see, you have to be very special. What do you desire? Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> this tells you exactly that it shall be done, or you you will give you'll be giving bed to for you. So first thing is that words have to abide in you. Now, the word, when somebody says, what does it mean when he says the words abide in you? The words that abide in you are the words that talk to you. <laughs> that means that the word is living in you. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. If the words abide in you and you, you ask what it, it will be done for you. So be specific, and then two, you must ask. We'll come back to this one. We'll circle back here. But two, you must ask for what you want, what you desire, your desire. God wants to answer them. God knows your needs, but he still wants you to ask. Matthew chapter 6, thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 32 says, talks about, for all these things that the Gentiles seek, your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. You need things in life, desires in life. But even though he knows that you need all these things, remember the first lesson we talked about why the, the value of prayer. We talked about some principles that govern prayer. Even though he knows that you need all these things, he still wants you to ask him. So Matthew chapter 6, verse 8 says, Therefore do not be like them, for your father knows the things you need of before you ask him. He knows the things that you need before you ask. You're still supposed to ask. Very important. And when you ask, don't just ask. Engage your heart in it. You see, you can just sometimes, prayer, really, prayer that makes the difference is prayer that comes from the heart. Notice what the Bible says in 
1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, the Bible talks about the fact that God looks at the heart. Man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. God looks at the heart. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Jeremiah 29, verse 13. The Bible says, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Prayer has to come from the heart to for you to refer us to receive answers. Engage your heart in prayer. Sometimes people say, oh, we prayed. Do you believe God heard us? Yes. Do you believe you answer yes? Then later on, if I say no, you talk, you're talking to him, you say, I really didn't believe that it will, it will happen. <laughs> Prayer has to ha come from the heart. Isaiah 26, verse 9 says, With my soul I've desired you in the night. Yes, by my spirit within me I will seek you early. For when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. By my spirit within me, I will seek. In the Bible, spirit and heart are used interchangeably. By my spirit within me, I will seek. You early. Engage your heart. Jeremiah 30, 21. Jeremiah 30, verse 21. He says, the nobles shall be from among them, and their governor shall come from their midst. Then I will cause him to draw near, and he shall approach me. For who is this who pledged his heart to approach me, says the Lord? The classic in Jesus, who has engaged his heart. Prayer must be from the heart. Serving God must be from the heart. If not, you give up pretty quickly. <laughs> it must be, who is this who has pledged to engage me with his heart? The preparation of the heart makes a difference when it comes to prayer. It's Proverbs 16 verse 1, the preparation of the heart belongs to man, belongs to us. But the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Heartfelt prayers. We looked at Elijah. Heartfelt prayer. He received an answer. You received an answer to prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Three. Let's keep going. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Pray according to the word of of God. You see, this book is a very, the Bible is a very legal book. Pray according to the word of God. Jesus said, if my words abide in you, if his words abide in you, then you will pray in line with the word of God. Pray according to his word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God will not pass away. Pray according to the word of God. 
See, if you see me and then you say, I should give you a million dollars. Somebody say, Pastor, do you have a million dollars? Well, spiritually, yeah. <laughs> if you meet me and you say, I should give you a million dollars, and I had a million dollars to give you, um, I said, did I promise to give you a million dollars? But if you came to me and you said, Pastor, you promised to give me a million dollars, here's the written note that you have saying that you're going to give me a million dollars. Oh, yeah. So let me look into my, uh, let me write you a check of a million dollars. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Pray according to the word of God. Very important. And to do that, for the words to abide in you, it takes time sometimes. To feed the word of God into your heart. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 talks about the fact that meditate on God's word. He says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Meditation is, in the literal sense, means to matter, to repeat the word to your soul. To think on it, to feed on it. What does God's word have to say about this situation? You think on it. You feed on it. Because ultimately, God is going to answer the prayer that is made according to his will. Very, very important. This is an area so many times where the failure in prayer starts. Psalm 119. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The psalmist talks about the fact that he says, Your word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin, I might not sin against you. Hide the word of God in your heart. Feed upon the word of God. What does God's word have to say about this situation? God will not deny himself. And his word is his bond. John chapter 1 verse 1. He says that in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him nothing was made that was made. And verse 14 says. And the word became flesh. And dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The word became. Words become. That's why you have to be very cautious what you feed into your heart. The word became flesh. 
So the words that you feed on, that you present to God in prayer, become. Pray according to his word. Very important. God is going to answer the prayer that is made in his word. Isaiah 43 verse 26. He says, put me in remembrance. Let us contend together. State your case that you may be acquitted. You see, these are very legal terms. Remembrance, contend, state your case, acquit, acquit. What are you going to put him in remembrance of? His word. His word. So prayer that is not made according to his word, he actually from 1 John chapter 5, notice what he says. The inference there is that it's not heard. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, and we know that his will is his word, he hears us. If it's not according to it's, it's his word, it, it's not heard. In communications, it's called a drop packet. It doesn't get anywhere. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know. Notice how many, we know. We are not, once you leave that place of prayer, you are not doubting. We know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. So the first thing, a very important thing, is the word of God. Like take, for instance, somebody that is single and is, and is praying that God will bless them with a spouse. Then they see someone's wife and they say, they are going to pray to God for them to give them that person's wife. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not in line with God's word. It's not going to get answered. It's not heard. <laughs> he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petition. God has somebody for them, so they have to pray that God bring the right person my way. Then that, then that one will be answered. In the name of Jesus, you will receive answers to prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Put me in remembrance. State your case. Then you will be acquitted. Very, very important when it comes to prayer. Like lawyers, when they go to court, um, you know how uh, the judges harass the lawyer. <laughs> but the lawyers keep bringing the precedent and pleading the case. One uh, lawyer puts it this way. If you, go, if you go to court and you know the law, plead the law. If you're ignorant and then don't know the law, pound the table. <laughs> 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 you don't go cry to win a case in court. You go to the court of heaven and say, it is written. Yes. It is written. That's what gives you the victory. 
You will have the victory in Jesus' name. You will have the victory in Jesus' name. You will have the victory in Jesus' name. Isaiah 41 verse 21 says, Present your case, says the Lord. Bring forth your strong reasons, says the king of Jacob. This is God speaking. Present your case, says the Lord. Bring forth your strong reasons. Present your case. Bring forth your strong reasons, says the king of Jacob. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The sword of the Spirit is the word of God. You fight the good fight of faith with the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. First Timothy 6, 12 says, fight the good fight of faith. The fight of faith is fought with the word of God. Let's go a step further. Thank you, Lord. Pray with faith in the name of Jesus. Not for Jesus' sake. You are the one that needs the answer to the prayer. So pray in the name of Jesus. John chapter 16. Pray in the name of Jesus. Put the name in there. John 16 verse 20 says, Therefore you now have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice. And your joy no one will take from you. And in that day, you will ask me nothing. It's a new day coming. And that's the day that we are living in. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. It's up to that point. You had no, you not use the name of Jesus. Because Jesus had then died and resurrected and his name been exalted like we have now. You notice that even in the Lord's Prayer in Luke chapter 11, the sample prayer that Jesus gives us, the name of Jesus is not mentioned in there. That's a, they're living under a different dispensation. But here now he's giving them a new patterning in prayer. And he says, up to this point, you have not used my name. But now ask the Father in my name and he will give you. When you pray in the name of Jesus, it is like Jesus himself is praying. And the Father sees that name and he honors that name. Jesus at the tomb of Lazarus said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, for I know that you hear me always. Jesus is the one that the Father hears, so use the name. Use the name in prayer. And you receive an answer, because that name is recognized in heaven. Jesus is the star of this show. It's recognized. You will receive an answer. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Five. Let's go a step further. Pray boldly, not beggarly. <laughs> Pray boldly, not beggarly. Hebrews chapter 4. Oh, I love this. Verse 16, he says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. 
that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Pray boldly. Heaven has all the goodies, but we need them down here. So go there as a child. God has given you his righteousness. And you can come boldly. See, boldness is different from arrogance. They're two different things. I'll say it again. Boldness is different from arrogance. But you come. Oh, there is that need for yourself, for some loved one that you want to see God answer. And you come boldly. Because why? Because you, another translation another trans says, the throne of grace, it says, the throne of love gifts. I like that. Love gifts. I come boldly. Thank you, Lord, for what you have provided. God, thank you that you desire to answer prayer. And God will hear and answer prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Bible talks about the fact that the righteous, in Proverbs 28, verse 1, the righteous are as bold as a lion. Be conscious of your righteousness. Psalm 54, verse 17, talks about our righteousness. He's made us. There's no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Righteousness gives you a boldness in prayer. You will be bold in prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. You will be bold in prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But faith is also important. My God, we didn't even, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. And then six, exercise your authority over the devil. Exercise your authority over the devil. Luke chapter 9, verse 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And then seven, pray in the spirit or in other tongues. So you can only articulate so much what you want to say. Sometimes you have a deep desire and you cannot find words to, 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 to describe them. So you pray, you depend on the Holy Spirit to help you in prayer. And he's ever willing to pray. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. The Greek literature says which cannot be uttered in your articulate speech, your regular speech. You have to switch every now and then. In other tongues, as the Spirit of God gives you utterance. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. This is one that lays a target. It never misses. It's according to the will of God. One time, a certain missionary was um, all the way uh, somewhere in, in some part of the world. And then somebody was also here or some part of Europe. And God led them to pray. They had a burden to pray for this missionary. I mean, they didn't, they didn't know at the time who he was. You see, that's how sometimes we have to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. So they began to pray and depend on the Holy Spirit 
in other tongues as they pray. And so they got the relief that they had the answer. Later on, they met this missionary and, and, and they were comparing notes and said, did, this, was, did something happen to you around this time? And he said, yeah, 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 yeah. We were in a very remote part of the world and we were, these people had come against us and were threatening to, to kill us. And all of a sudden, we don't know what happened, they started running. And they left us. And later on, we found, they said they saw two big beams by us. When they saw those beams, they said, no, we cannot tackle this one. So they, 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 they left. <laughs> Angelic assistance was released on this person's behalf. And somebody way around on the other side of the world learned to yield to the Spirit of God, depend on the Holy Spirit in prayer, pray in the Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. You'll receive answers to prayer in Jesus' name. First Corinthians 14 talks about the fact that he says, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. But he who speaks in his tongue does not speak to man, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Direct line. To God. That's the value of that. Sometimes there are some areas you just start out by praying in your natural language and you can say, Oh Lord, help me as I depend on you to pray your perfect will in other tongues. And God desires to, desires to fill you with the Spirit so you can communicate with Him on that level. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But let's go back to this thing praying with faith. Because he told blind Bartimaeus, we didn't forget about him. He thought I forget about him. No, no, no. <laughs> Let's go back to blind Bartimaeus. He said to him, thank you, Lord Jesus. Your faith has made you well. That means that faith is involved. He located him. What do you want? He says, I want to receive my sight. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. Your faith will make you well. I said your faith will make you well. Your faith will make you whole in any, every area of your life. Your faith has made you well. Faith is involved. Pray with faith. The classic text of the Bible on faith, Mark eleven twenty three. he says, for whoever has, the first phrase says, have faith in God. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. 24, now he's talking about prayer. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. When do you believe that you receive them? The moment you pray. That's faith. Even though you have not seen anything. Then God's assurance and God's weathers, you will have them. See, the having comes after the believing. A vital key to receiving answers to prayer. When you pray, the moment you pray, believe before you see anything. 
it applies in a lot of areas, in your health, in your finances, in receiving wisdom from God. Believe that you receive wisdom, then you'll have wisdom. You don't get wisdom first, then you believe. Or you don't get the healing first, then you believe. No, no, no. That's not how it works. Believe when you pray. Then you'll have. What are you going to have? After you believe. When do you believe? Before you have. Somebody said, I don't understand that. Well, don't let it go. Think on it a little bit more. <laughs> God's kingdom works totally different. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now I pray with thanksgiving, Philippians 4, 6. And then pray. Finally, pray with expectation. Pray with expectation. Psalm 62, verse 5. He says that my soul waits silently for God alone. For my expectation is from him. Expectation is what makes the difference in the, in the, in the, in the prayer life. The man at the beautiful gate in Acts chapter 3, he was at the beautiful gate, but there was nothing beautiful about his life. And one day, he decided that enough is enough. But notice the difference every day. And think about it. I don't know if you thought about it. But this was the same place that Jesus passed to go into the, to the temple. And he has been sitting there. And these disciples come along. The difference that day. And that is that will be the difference in your life. Your prayer life as well. So he gave. Acts 3, 5. He gave them his attention expecting my expectation is from the Lord expecting to receive 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 something from them and that day he did you receive your expectations in Jesus name because sometimes we are praying and not expecting. Like for instance, in Acts chapter 12, they were, the people were praying for the release of Peter. And Peter shows up at the door and Rhoda, that little girl, was the only one that was believing. He said, Peter is at the door. The other people, they are praying, they prayed all night. He said, Bible says constant prayer, nonstop. He shows up there and they said, no, no, you are, you are, you are, you are telling us tales. <laughs> 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 no expectation. <laughs> you have, you, it's not Peter, it's his ghost. It's a spirit. <laughs> Meanwhile, they've been praying all night. They're letting guess, so no, no, it's him. <laughs> Expect. Asking faith, not doubting. And then finally, this is very important in the life of. Blind Bartimaeus, and not only that, but all of us as well. The Bible says that after he received the answer to his prayer, in Mark 10, 52, he says, the last part, he says, and immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. 
followed Jesus on the road. He didn't say, I received my miracle. Jesus, I'll see you later. He followed Jesus on the road. A consistent life of following the Lord Jesus Christ. He followed Jesus on the road. The psalmist of all says, my soul follows hard after you. He followed Jesus. Lord, you have given me an answer to prayer. Lord, you have transformed my life. Lord, you have opened my eyes. Lord, you have granted me this need. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I'm so grateful. I will serve you all the days of my life. He followed Jesus on the road. Oh, I could spend a month right there. A long time. Following Jesus on the road. One, two, three, four. <laughs> he followed Jesus on the road. Lord Jesus, I'm all yours. Lord Jesus, through my life, let others hear about you. Oh, I'm going to tell others about Jesus. Look at what Jesus has done for me. You see, your testimony is very powerful. Everybody has a testimony. I said everybody has a testimony. Amen. I said everybody has a testimony. Amen. Look at where Jesus picked you up from. If, if, imagine where you would be if Jesus hadn't come into your life. Some people will not be alive. Oh, but thank God he picked you up. From where you were. He set you free. He delivered you. He healed you. He gave you a miracle. He blessed you with his goodness. Now he invites you to come. And be like blind Bartimaeus. Follow Jesus on the road. That's a sequence to answer prayer. Once he answers your prayer. Once you receive an answer to your prayer. Follow Jesus on the road. Lord Jesus, I cling to you. Lord Jesus, I will never let you go. Lord Jesus, I'm going to follow you all the days of my life. I will not let anything distract me from following you. Friends, media, nothing. Lord Jesus, I will follow you. Oh, I sense his presence. Every time you mention his name, something happens. Follow Jesus on the road. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Glory. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk, so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535.